engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Well, you know the biz, uh, the news of the day is bad for the president when it's the biggest story out there, and you'd never know it listening to Hannity's first hour. I mean, no disrespect intended, but come on, this is a huge story, and uh, you spend your time on hair salons instead? That's how bad it's got to be. Yes, the president of the United States uh, sent markets tumbling. Uh, to put this in perspective for you, uh, the Chinese announced $75 billion in tariffs and the markets uh, dropped when the market first opened and then rebounded by 95 points. The Federal Reserve chair then came out, Jerome Powell, and said that it, it, they'll look at interest rates, but really this is a trade situation causing the economy. And the market went back down about 50 points and then it went back up by 11 o'clock. The market was up over 100 points. And then the president declared the premier of China and the chairman of the Federal Reserve to be enemies of the American people. The Dow closed down 623 points thereafter. All you got to do is not be crazy, Mr. President. Now, to really analyze all this, someone who actually knows what he's talking about is my friend and yours, Clark Howard. How are you? Great. I I love that introduction because this is one of the strangest situations I have ever seen in my life. I'm 64 years old and this is about as odd as it gets because <laughs> it's so weird. The president the president keeps doing things to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory. Uh, you know, people vote their wallets so strongly in a presidential election and the president keeps doing things that hurt the country and hurt himself. I'm puzzled beyond imagination. Right. Well, and, you know, I'm, I've gotten several emails now from listeners who said, I hated you in 2016 because you didn't support him. And I did. And I don't know that I can vote now. I just looked at my stock and I think we're going to have war with China. Talk about market instability. Well, you said war, interestingly enough, because if you look historically when countries through history got into trade disputes, unfortunately, very often it does lead to violence. It leads to war. And this is is nothing to play games with. And there seems to be an incoherent strategy within the White House itself with a lot of long knives among the advisors who all have different opinions about how to proceed with China, how to proceed with some of the trade disputes we have with Europe and Japan, and uh, that's why there's so so much confusion, because the president keeps zigging and zagging and zigging and zagging, worried about what uh, Christmas prices might do. So then he pulls back some of the tariffs on China so that the stores can stock for Christmas on key electronics items. And this is um, the, the real net effect of this. Consumers are two thirds of the economy. Consumers have been spending strongly. Consumers have been very optimistic. Um, most jobs in the United States only indirectly touch on trade, but American companies are so freaked out. They're not spending money right now on research and development, on new factories, new equipment, because they can't figure out what the rules of the game are. And that's why the U.S. economy has come down a gear, is going to slow down further, And it's possible we will head towards recession. 
Now, let me ask you about the, the playoff, your, your comment here on recession, because when you talk to a, a lot of economists out there, they'll tell you, we, we do need to be concerned. There's reason to worry. Uh, but the U.S. does have a lot more padding than Germany, Britain, China, because China's got the Hong Kong instability, among other reasons. Germany has some instability. You've got the Brexit situation in Europe. So we've got a little more wiggle room than then. Right. But, you know, the world is so interconnected and no nation is an island anymore. So there are a number of countries in the world that are either already in recession or headed there. We may end up just with a slowdown, but not a recession. And we're not going to have anything like what happened last decade. You know, the, uh, the financial scandals, the banking scandals that led to the Great Recession Nothing's in the cards for anything like that. I mean, even in my imagination, I can't see that. But you create more instability when you attack the chairman of the Federal Reserve and call him an enemy of the people. I, you know, I know um, the president gets, um, well, a little creative with his tweets, but this one is not smart. It's also somebody he himself appointed. <laughs> Right. And he the reason the funny thing is the reason he picked Jerome Powell was he was considered to be a softy, that he would not run an independent Federal Reserve. Right. And so uh, the president thought he was of the people that were considered. He thought that Powell was a pushover and that he would do the president's bidding. But the Federal Reserve only works effectively if it has true independence and uh, bankers here, bankers around the world, see the Federal Reserve as independent. So the president's playing with fire here. Even if he forces out Powell, what he does with that is he undermines the U.S. ability to handle crises that are uh, financial and physical crises when people no longer trust the Federal Reserve as an independent operation. Yeah, I think you're right. Listen, uh, that was helpful. I appreciate it. I, I, I'm assuming that things are just too unpredictable right now that there's no way to predict what happens. But, I mean, if you're a consumer, if you're an investor, what, what do you tell people right now? The thing I've been telling people is that American consumers have been borrowing a lot of money. And I would say that you need to get your own financial house in order because of the time of uncertainty we're in. And rein in your spending. Be careful borrowing money. And as an investor, know your investment window. If your investment window is 10 years or longer, even if we have a significant decline in the stock market, you can't figure out when to go out, when to come back in. Just ride this out. If it's money you're going to need for cycle, you're having exposure in the investment world with uncertainty we're facing right now. I appreciate it very, very much. Have a great weekend. Thank you very much. Clark Howard. Now, to this point, listen, um, you know what? I know a lot of people still think the president has a master plan. His meltdown this morning on social media should have disabused people of that notion. You can actually see where the market noted the president tweeted. That's how rapidly the stock market tanked. And again, if you watch the charts this morning, so I, you know, I, I have a second radio show now from, from 9 to noon. It's, it's not in the city, uh, but it's statewide elsewhere. 
And I was on the air when this meltdown was happening. And you could see the Chinese came out and said $75 billion in tariffs. And when the market opened, it dropped. And then it went back up. And then around 9, 30, 10 o'clock, Jerome Powell came out and he said, you know what, we're going to look at this, but interest rates are not the problem. It's the trade and tariffs that are the problem. And the market dropped a little bit and then it rebounded and got up about 100 points. And then the president unloaded on Jerome Powell and President Xi of China and the market went into free fall. Right before the market closed, it was down over 700 points. It rebounded and closed down 623 points. It was a terrible day on the stock market, and it was all the president's tweet. And again, if you don't believe me, if you want this, and I hate to be that way, I, I, I hate to be this way. But if you want to understand just how bad it was and that it was, in fact, the president's fault, just consider that in the first hour, Hannity never mentioned it. Fox News has largely avoided the subject this afternoon. That should tell you everything. Y'all, you as a conservative should not serve as the propaganda wing of any administration, nor should you be anyone other than a truth teller. And uh, the fact of the matter is that the president's tirade on Twitter sent the market down 600 points. It was not presidency. That came out at 730 this morning. The market recovered. It was not Jerome Powell. That came out at 9.30 and the market recovered. The market never recovered after the president went on his tirade and people in the White House started preaching and speaking and saying, you know what, we may just go on and impose those tariffs after all, the ones they weren't going to impose so people wouldn't have a bad Christmas. They may be back on now. That spooked the market. Does the man still want to be president? There are days like this makes you wonder. For many of us, our blinds, whatever you use for your windows, they're just an afterthought. Window treatments, they call them. But with brand new made-to-order custom window coverings from Blinds.com, you can really transform the look and feel of your entire house. When they're right, everything in your home looks better. When they're wrong... Your house can look cheap, and when you need new blinds, there's one place to go, blinds.com. Let me tell you about my experience with blinds.com. I wasn't even using them as a podcast endorser. I just used them because we've got some Charleston-style faux wood shutters in our house, and in our guest bedroom, they were warping and buckling for some reason. Needed to get them replaced. I didn't know where the people who built the house had got them from. I went to blinds.com. I found some that were very, very similar. Was able to measure, match them up. They sent me a sample, made sure they looked. He did it all for free. Didn't have to worry about screwing it up. They would take care of it. Sure enough, got them right. They look good. I got better blinds, and they're not warping and buckling like the ones whoever built this house did. With 15 million windows covered and over 30,000 five-star customer reviews, and I'm one of those reviews. Blinds.com is America's number one online retailer for affordable, quality, custom window coverings. Blinds.com makes the whole experience fast and easy. Every order gets free samples, free shipping, and free online design consultation. Send them a picture of your house. They send back custom recommendations from a professional for what works with your color scheme, furniture, specific rooms. They'll even send you free samples to make sure everything looks as good in person as it does online. For a limited time, My listeners get $20 off at Blinds.com when you use promo code ERIC. That's Blinds.com, promo code ERIC, E-R-I-C-K, for $20 off. You get faux wood blinds, cellular shades, roller shades, a whole lot more. Blinds.com, the promo code is ERIC. Rules and restrictions apply. David in Tyrone, you are up next. Welcome. Thank you, Mr. Eric, for taking my call. I love your show, always. Uh, Eric. First of all, you got to understand, 
locally in Georgia politics, you and I disagree about 95% of the time <laughs> on the same on the same side. Uh-huh. Nas- nationally, I agree with you 95% of the time. And I think, I, and, and I've heard this before, so this is not an original idea, but I really believe that Donald Trump accidentally found himself as president. I think he did it as a promotional stunt. But then he got caught up in it. He got elected. And he's done. And I believe Donald Trump loves America. He did some things that he could do. But I believe he's looking for a way out at this point. I do not believe. David, let me tell you. Go go, no, finish your point. Go ahead. I don't believe the man wants to spend another four years of his life doing something that he's frankly bored with. Well, not only that, I, I have to tell you, I am getting a ton of emails. You know, the, the presidents, a lot of the president's uh, supporters are convinced he's playing some sort of long game, multi-dimensional chess game. While I think today should probably disabuse them of, of that. Um, I get a lot of people. I, I don't know if these are like those QAnon people or what, but there are a lot of people today who are convinced that this is part of the president's multi-dimensional chess game of extricating himself for the office in favor of Mike Pence. I mean, I, I don't know if this is some sort of coordinated thing or not, but I'm getting a lot of people who are uh, talking about that. I, I got to tell you, though, I'm, I'm really, really, really disappointed in the people who aren't willing to, to talk about this and pay attention to this on the conservative side and say bad president. No, uh, bad, Mr. President. And uh, I got a lot of friends who don't want to correct him on this. He sent the market down over 600 points. All he's got to do is not be crazy. And he can't help himself. He's screwing up suburban 401ks, and they are going to screw him up, too, in the election. And I want to go to Gil in Atlanta. You have been waiting patiently. Thank you, Gil. How are you? Hi, Eric. I enjoy your program, Eric. Thank you. And uh, I will say this. Knowing Americans vote their pocketbook, in my view, Eric, most Americans are ignorant of foreign policy, mostly out of just you know, kind of disregard. What if if you were the president? What would you do, Eric, about the trade imbalance? That is a great, great question, Gil. I oh, will t- tell you. Trump has shown Eric that he's got the guts to do stuff that others don't. Yep, you're right, and he should have listened to Gary Cohen and Steve Mnuchin instead of listening to Peter Navarro. Uh, there is a movement afoot in the world among the developed nations to force China to adhere to developed nation standards in the World Trade Organization. See, China, when it came into the World Trade Organization, Richard Nixon helped usher China into the first world. By the way, you know the Chinese uh, one world, um, one world, or I'm sorry, one child policy? That was actually encouraged by the Nixon administration. China encouraging women to forcibly abort any child other than the first one. That was encouraged by Richard Nixon in the 1980s. They went overboard and actually began the uh, required abortions. It it was American elites who encouraged China to do this. And to welcome the Chinese onto the world stage, they allowed them into the World Trade Organization and did so as a developing nation. And that has really big implications because there were certain standards that China did not have to meet. There were certain regulations within the World Trade Organization China could get out of. And there were certain tariffs and behaviors that China could impose without having to worry about the developed nations. 
Well, the president's advisors, Gary Cohen, Steve Mnuchin, and also Wilbur Ross, the Commerce Secretary, told the president, go to the World Trade Organization. Uh, the bulk of the developed countries in the world are going to side with you. The European Union was going to side with them. Canada was going to side with them. Uh, Brazil was going to side with them. India was going to side with them. All of the major countries in the World Trade Organization were going to side with the president in the World Trade Organization against China to have the World Trade Organization declare China now a developed nation. And if China was declared a developed nation, then suddenly they wouldn't be able to play loose with our copyrights. Then suddenly they wouldn't be able to impose certain tariffs on our imports that they can impose right now. Then suddenly the Chinese would have to honor technology agreements. Then suddenly the Chinese would do a host of things. And if China here, pay attention to this, if China did not then comply, then globally every other organization, every other country within the World Trade Organization would apply tariffs to China. And the president did not want to use the World Trade Organization because he did not want to be seen as a quote-unquote globalist. He wanted to be seen as America first, and he decided it would be better for him to lead than to go through the World Trade Organization processes and have to work with these other countries. He wanted to be seen as the guy doing it. He wanted to be able to take credit for it instead of leading the World Trade Organization coalition. Contrast that with what the president is doing in Venezuela, where he did do a, a group effort allowing the other countries to lead first. And sitting back, letting these countries work, and we're on the verge of ousting Maduro in Venezuela because the president built a global coalition to do it. He could have done that with China. He had the votes in the World Trade Organization to do it. But he didn't want to do it because he didn't want to be seen as a globalist using these international organizations. Instead, he entered into a trade war, and now our stock market is down 600 points, and a recession looms on the horizon, and China isn't backing down like the president assumed they would. They want to now crush the president because it's a show of face with them. It's all a matter of honor with China. Now the president's called the premier of China an enemy of the United States, so it becomes even more a matter of honor for China. There's increasingly no way out of this because of the president's behavior. All he had to do was listen to a different set of advisors than the idiot he's listening to, who, by the way, happens to be a Democrat. Yes, Peter Navarro is a Democrat, a liberal Democrat. Now, let us go to Nick in Sandy Springs. Nick, how are you? I'm well. How are you? I'm good. What's going on? Uh, got a, a few things I wanted to ask you about. First of all, I wanted to say uh, this is the first time I've actually gotten to listen to you in a long while between your hiatus and me switching to a uh, work-from-home job. So thank you uh, for sure. being willing to be on the air, and it's nice to nice to have you back. <laughs> Thanks. Um, so you mentioned, um, uh, you mentioned the, the fact that uh, if this doesn't make conservatives kind of realize that uh, they should – they should uh, slap the president's hand and maybe um, say bad president, you know, what will. And that kind of got me thinking about something I've been feeling for a long time is maybe the um, Republicans or conservatives, we used to call them, have kind of been gaslit a little bit. And um, I don't know if you know what that is, but yeah. do you know what gaslighting is? Yes. 
All right, just making sure. I didn't know if I had to explain it or not. Um, but, um, I mean, I, I personally hold a lot of conservative views and have con- considered myself such. But then, you know, between Republicans going full-on Trump and what I consider to be the, the Russian involvement, which is basically trolling and getting a bunch of primary voters to get all uh, scared on the first side, between that and some of the other things that are going on, I really wonder if conservatives and Republicans have been gaslit to the point where they're just brainwashed and, and not even willing to consider this crap. I just I, I wanted you to get your listen. thought on it. Okay, so I, I listen, the the president is always going to have a core support of Republican uh, of the base because of the Democrats and the Democrats' policies. You know, I've got a piece up today at the resurgence saying, listen, the president is abnormal. His behavior is unbecoming the president. But given the choice of him or the insanity of the Democrats, I will take the president over the insanity of the Democrats because they may be normal, but their policies are insane. Now, I may live to regret saying that, but uh, there you have it. Now, for those of you who don't understand what gaslighting is, gaslighting involves the attempt to destabilize someone and and delegitimize their beliefs. For example, um, you you keep shining a, a light in the window at night. You have somebody shine a light in the window at night, and the person, your, your spouse says, why is there a light shining in the window? And you say, I don't see a light in the window. I don't see a light. There's no light there. And it happens every night, and you start berating your, your spouse saying, there is no light in the window. Well, eventually, uh, the person decides they're crazy, that, that there really is no light in the window, when there is the whole time. You know, we do have to remember the president is a, it was a Democrat for a very long time and is a, grew up in an era of protectionist Democratic policies that he favored, and that's coming out in, his, in how he's handling trade. And, y'all, it's just not going to end well if he doesn't turn a corner soon. You're going to have to start practicing saying President Biden if he doesn't change. Listen, suburban voters are willing to hold their nose and vote for him, but not if he screws up their 401ks, and that's what he's doing with his behavior today. It really does make you wonder. Listen, Democrats are out there trying to run, we got to do the 25th Amendment, we got to do the 25th Amendment. No, no. If the president doesn't change course soon, the Republicans will be wiped out at the polls next year, I suspect. Listen, if the election were held today, Joe Biden would have a 12-point lead on the president. That's a problem. Don't tell me the polls are wrong. The, pre- the polls were right in 2016. The- Hillary was two points ahead in the polls. She won by two points, basically. You offset California New York. If there's a 12-point lead, then Joe Biden's going to win the states the president needs. He's going to put Republicans in jeopardy in Texas and Georgia. And guess what happens in 2021? I'll tell you when we come back. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Those are the numbers. Um, folks, so the stakes of this election are very high. The stakes of the last election were the Scalia seat. Uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, it has been announced, uh, has had another run-in with another malignant tumor in her pancreas. Uh, it has been removed. She has had several weeks of chemotherapy. It doesn't sound good. Um, it, it sounds more like mitigation. They're not using the word remission. Uh, listen, I, I, there are some contemptible, contemptible people out there today saying terrible things about David Koch dying of the Koch brothers. Uh, don't be like that with Ruth Bader, Bader Ginsburg, whether you like her or not. Uh, she's an intellectual giant, and she forces the rest of us to be better about the arguments we make uh, because she makes her arguments so well. So... Uh, keep her in your prayers and I listen, 
we see this on the horizon, though, in the next four years. There's going to be another Supreme Court vacancy in the next four years. But it's bigger than that. In 2021, redistricting happens. So if the president keeps screwing up the way he's screwing up and he hands uh, the race to the Democrats, it's probably going to be down ballot as well. So you're going to see Republicans in jeopardy in the Georgia legislature where they've got a 15-seat majority in the House. Texas Republicans are starting to get nervous there and across the board. When it comes time to draw the lines for redistricting, this next election will set the boundaries for the next decade. So Republicans need a good showing. The president going on a Twitter tirade does not help them for the next 10 years. I'm tweeting. Bear with me. (laughs) It is Eric Erickson here, Atlanta's Evening News. Welcome. Start saying President Biden. Get ready, folks. This this is just crazy. Let me read you the the entire tweet storm from the president. It began uh, at 5.01 p.m. For many years, China and many other countries have been taking advantage of the United States on trade, intellectual property theft, and much more. Our country has been losing hundreds of billions of dollars a year to China with no end in sight. That's true. Sadly, past administrations have allowed China to get so far ahead of fair and balanced trade that it has become a great burden on the American taxpayer. As president, I can no longer allow this to happen. That's true. In the spirit of achieving fair trade, we must balance this very unfair trading relationship. That's true. China should not have put new tariffs on $75 billion of United States product, politically motivated. Well, in fairness, you started it. Starting on October 1st, the $250 billion of goods and products from China, currently being taxed at 25%, will be taxed at 30%. Additionally, the remaining $300 billion of goods and products from China that will be taxed from September 1st at 10% will now be taxed at 15%. Thank you for your attention to this matter. Well, so he's not doing the the tariffs on toys. He's not doing the tariffs on toys, just just so you know. Um, This is not good. It's not, not, not good. Um... It's bad. It, it is a trade war, and a trade war doesn't help anybody. It is, it's just bad. Your prices go up. China doesn't pay the tariffs. You need to understand that. This is basic economics, and don't waste my time calling here and saying, oh, China pays because he said so. No, China doesn't pay. Did you know that the price of a of a can of beer has gone up because of the aluminum tariffs? Did you know the price of your car has gone up because of the steel tariffs? Did you know that the price of just building a home has gone up because the price of the nails and screws has gone up because of the tariffs? China's not paying the tariff. You are. We're now officially fully involved in a trade war. And the president is right. For many years, China has been taking advantage of the United States on trade, intellectual property, and much more. 
Our country has been losing hundreds of billions of dollars a year to China with no end in sight. Sadly, past administrations have allowed China to get so far ahead of a fair and balanced trade that it's become a great burden on the American taxpayers. This is all true. Other than he clearly doesn't understand how a trade deficit works. But China has been taking advantage of us. But there were ways that the president could have gone that his advisors advised him to go. But he wanted to see look like a tough guy and do a trade war. And well, there you have it. By the way, we did not have a winner for the 95.5 WSB free gas giveaway. That means you'll have a chance to win $700 on Monday morning at 8 a.m. on 95.5 WSB. So listen at 8 a.m. during Atlanta's morning news. If you're not registered for free gas, go to WSBradio.com. Register today. This isn't a good sign, folks. And redistricting is on the horizon. Redistricting is on the horizon. Uh, okay, so so text. Um, so text. So if they have been unfair, then why are you sitting here saying this is so bad? Stop it. You know, this is one of the problems is that you're with, with some, you're never allowed to criticize the president when he does something wrong, which is why the president keeps doing things he shouldn't do. Uh, because so many people around him want to protect him. The reason is very simple. It is bad because there were ways that this could have been done without driving up the costs on the American people. See, there's this thing called the World Trade Organization, and you could go with the other developed countries of the world to the World Trade Organization, and at the World Trade Organization, you could get those other developed countries to stand with you and say that, um, wait, hang on, what's this? Um, uh, okay. Whoa. All right. Never mind. Um, someone is circulating a tweet out there that is designed to look like Fox news, uh, claiming that Ruth Bader Ginsburg has passed away. Uh, the tweet looks very much like something from Fox News. Uh, thankfully, uh, it's not true. She has not passed away, uh, but it is suddenly blowing up all over social media that Ruth Bader Ginsburg has passed away. It is not true. Uh, she has not passed away. Uh, prayers for her. She has undergone another... She's, uh, she previously had a tumor removed from her pancreas. Uh, she's had a second tumor removed now from her pancreas, has undergone three weeks of radiation treatment, and is recovering uh, from the, the treatment. She has not passed away. Uh, now, okay. So let, let, let me blow this up and explain this to you. There is a World Trade Organization where... Other developed countries told the president they would go with him and they would stand up to China and get China reclassified as a developed nation, not a developing nation. As a developing nation, China gets more latitude with tariffs under the World Trade Organization structure. They get more more uh, latitude with compliance with laws in other countries, intellectual property, things like that. And so you had all of Europe, Canada, even Brazil and India were willing to go with us and say, you know what, it's time to make them a developed nation. Their economy is developed now. And the president didn't want to do that. And he decided he wanted to do the trade war. That's why it's bad. 
Yes, China's been unfair, but there were avenues the United States could have pursued without going down this reckless course that's going to wipe out people's 401ks. We have to worry about redistricting in 2021. We've got to worry about potential Supreme Court seat openings in 2021. We've got to worry about all those things, and the president is making it far more likely that those suburban voters who really aren't as conservative as they say they are they just care about their 401ks. He's making it really likely that some of them sit home and some of them vote Biden, and that's going to hurt the GOP across the board. If you don't realize, if you don't understand that that's bad, I got nothing for you. It's bad. He's hurting Republican chances against the Democrats in 2020. He's hurting his own chances here. And you know the galling thing about it is that Larry Kudlow, before he became the economic advisor to the president, actually said all of this and said everything that's happening right now would happen. And yet, here we are. We'll be back. Wouldn't it be nice if search engines and social media sites were unbiased platforms that didn't choose a side politically? Keep dreaming. In 2016, there were tech elite out there bragging about donating millions of dollars to Hillary. You got big tech companies that push political agendas that restrict free speech rights of conservatives. At the very same time, they're the corporations we're trusting to handle our personal data online. I don't really know that you want to give them your web history, your email metadata, or your video searches. That's why you may want to consider ExpressVPN every time you go online. Big tech companies can match your internet activity to your identity or location using your public IP address, even if you're not worried about your privacy, just the serving of ads to you. Well, when you use ExpressVPN, the tech companies can't see your IP address, so your identity's masked. It's made anonymous by secure VPN servers. Plus, ExpressVPN has the added benefit of encrypting 100% of your data to keep you safe from hackers and internet bad guys. Well, it's not complicated, even though you may think it is. ExpressVPN software takes just a minute to set up on your computer or phone. You tap one button and you're protected. So, if you believe internet data belongs to you and not to big internet companies, use ExpressVPN. Protect your online privacy today. Find out how you can get three months free at expressvpn.com slash Eric. That's expressvpn.com slash Eric for three months free with a one-year package. Visit expressvpn.com slash Eric to learn more. You know, it, it is fair. It is absolutely fair to say that uh, the election is not until November. And so the president has time to change, but he's got to, somebody's got to do an intervention with him. The downside is that it's really hard to turn the ship of state, the, turn the economic ship at least. Uh, it takes some time, uh, particularly when there's a global slowdown happening. But wow, in that regard, let's go to Travis in Fayetteville. Welcome, Travis. Hey, Eric. Uh, I, I was giving you a call because I, I took issue with something you said. I I think that uh, Donald Trump is a, is a more strategic seeker than people give him credit for. I'm not one of these people that's a sycophant and thinks that he's playing multidimensional chess and all that. But I do think he is very intentional, and he gives off the appearance of not being so. That said, Joe Biden's a dead cat. He's not even going to make it out of the primary. That's all I have to say. Yeah, you know, I I am in the minority among my friends, Travis, on that issue. And, and that's fair. I, in fact, my, my buddy Philip, who writes at The Resurgent with me as, as my managing editor, he, he is convinced that Biden is toast. I'm not. Uh, and the reason I'm not, the reason I still think it's going to be Biden is because when you actually look at the polling of Democrats, the number one thing they want is someone who can beat Donald Trump. And Joe Biden in consecutive polling, I think we're up now to, to 16 polls. 
consecutively, Democrats think he's most likely to beat Trump. And typically, when you have that level of stability in polling, that works in your favor. Now, again, Travis is absolutely right. The election, uh, even the primaries for Iowa and stuff, and he's probably going to lose Iowa. He probably will lose Iowa. Uh, but then no person who's ever won Iowa has gone on to be president, I think, with the exception of Barack Obama. Um, so there's that. Um, but man, man, it's he needs to turn some things around, y'all. He does. Uh, no reason to put a silver gloss on this. He needs to turn it around. So the economists running the numbers say the president imposing the new tariffs uh, on China amounts to a $551 tax increase per household in the United States because ultimately it'll be us who pay that. Uh, China doesn't actually pay tariffs. You pay tariffs um, due to increased prices. Now, you need to know uh, on radar. You need to know on radar. There is a very strong thunderstorm over the um, 985-85 split in the Swanee-Brazelton area. Uh, That whole area over there is just really hit uh, with very heavy rain right now. Loganville, Lawrenceville, Bethlehem, Winder, Auburn, Decula, uh, all of it. Very, very heavy rain. It has all left inside the perimeter with with the exception of of one small storm in the Candler-McAfee area right over I-20 and uh, I-285 on the east side, but otherwise you are fine all the way out towards the Alabama line, or I'm sorry, all the way out towards the South Carolina line on the east side of the city and to the west side of the city, you are good all the way till Villarica, the Carroll County area. Uh, hi, Carroll County. You can hear me on FM cloud and clear now, can't you? Uh, you are, you got a lot of rain in the Carroll County area, uh, up. 575, you're good until you get to ball ground. Then it's very heavy uh, all the way up to Blue Ridge. And there's a flash flood warning in uh, the Dawson and Pickens County area. Okay, I I, want to move on from tariffs and and the president, please, if you'll allow me. Um, I want to play you some audio. A, A gentleman is running for governor in Louisiana. And... He, according to Chris Jansen on MSNBC, you need to listen to Seriously, you got to listen to this. This is what we're facing as a country. You want to know why, Trump? It's this clip right here. Chris Jansen on MSNBC blasting a Republican. She says he makes incendiary comments about gender in an advertisement. I want you to listen to this. And in Louisiana, the Republican candidate for governor, Ralph Abraham, is out with a new TV ad this week, making incendiary comments about gender. As a doctor, I can assure you there are only two genders. What? (laughs) How is this an incendiary comment? It's true. It's true. By the way, um, so a Harvard University, well-respected academic from Harvard and others have done a big report on what they're calling gender minorities. And uh, they, <laughs> sorry, I love this, it's incendiary, and it's just a statement of fact. Um, so they, they, they've done a big report on what they call gender minorities, uh, those who consider themselves neither male nor female, or I'm, I, at least you can call them uh, not um, heterosexual, non-transgendered people. 
And it turns out that 80% have mental health difficulty uh, and issues, diagnosable mental health concerns. Uh, a, a significant portion have contemplated suicide, a, a higher percentage than uh, heterosexual, non-transgender people, uh, on and on it goes. And it was published with all the PC language and everything else, and now they're under fire for publishing it because it supposedly undermines uh, the normalizing of transgenderism. And so they're under attack for, for reporting a scientific research done with all the standards, no one disputes it, peer-reviewed in, uh, in a major psychological journal, and they're under fire. Just That's just crazy. I got to read you this. This, this is hilarious uh, from a friend of mine. This is directly relevant to what I was just talking about. Uh, this is just so perfect. This is pure anecdote, but one thing that's notable in talking to other charter school parents is the tendency... When discussing motivations for seeking charter school education for their children to express fear of the local public schools prior to enthusiasm for the virtues of the charter school, it is as if the negative push from the public schools precedes the positive pull from the charter. Parents do not want their children receiving a distortion of American history, and they also do not want their children being told there are nine genders. If they can get their kids out from under that, well, the availability of a good classical education is just icing on the cake. All this raises the possibility of an experiment. Found a charter school that explicitly promises a mediocre education for your children, but explicitly promise to only teach the existence of two genders. You might even call the school the mediocre two-gender charter academy. Motto, will make your child average and unremarkable, but also not nuts. <laughs> And he concludes, I bet they'd be swamped with applications. No kidding. This is just, I mean, cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs here. I mean, seriously, this this is uh, this is just crazy that, that it's a controversial remark. It is somehow controversial for a doctor to say, as a doctor, I can assure you, there are only two genders. No, that's a statement of fact. These people have lost their ever-living minds. All right, y'all, you ready for your laugh for the day? Joe Bidenism, a Biden gaffe. Well, what are we going to call a Biden gaffe? We'll have to, there's not enough time to take any more phone calls, but we're, we're going to have to answer this question on Monday. What do you call a, a Biden, a Biden gaffe? What will the technical term be? Here's his latest. He's speaking in New Hampshire. If you're not satisfied, you have another option, high quality options. The public option will be available in my plan. We'll make sure it's not quality. We'll make sure it's only affordable. Quality that's affordable. If you're not satisfied, you have another option. High quality options. The public option will be available in my plan. We'll make sure it's not quality. We'll make sure it's only affordable. Quality that's affordable. <laughs> we'll make sure it's not quality. We'll make sure it's affordable. <laughs> think people will take the gaffes over the tariffs though uh, <laughs> oh my goodness gracious y'all really and you know I, I need to turn my phone off before i say the next thing uh hang on i gotta turn my phone off seriously i really do uh so the legislature wants to consider gambling 
I am very much opposed to the Georgia legislature uh, building casinos because there are all sorts of problems that come with it. But they're looking at sports betting, too. I don't sports bet. I got a ton of friends who do. You want to set up something at, like, uh, the Brave Stadium, Mercedes-Benz, where people can go in during the game and place bets? I don't really have a problem with that. Uh, when there's a soccer game, when there's a football game, a baseball game, you do it on site uh, at the stadium. So you got to be there and place your bets. I, I, I really don't have a problem doing that. I got a buddy who goes to Las Vegas for fantasy football every, every year and does that. Um, I think casino would be terrible. It would wreck places like the Fox and, and small businesses downtown if you built a casino in Atlanta. But allow people to go place a sports bet during the Braves game or the, the Falcons or the Hawks game. Do something at State Farm Arena. I, I really don't have a problem with that. And I'm sorry to my friends that that disappoints, but I don't.